Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Castology. Hello and welcome to another episode of Castology. I am one of your castologists, Saint C. Weber, and here with me is none other than Elizabeth Best and the third and final castologist, Patrick Shearer. The final. There will be, there no, will be no others, others. Exactly. <laughs> ever. We should think about right. doing a guest episode. We did. And I, well, I've actually been, because I know a couple of people who are quite keen to guest, but Ooh. they've, because they've, they've been quite avidly listening. And so mm. they were just wondering, like, how it would work. Like, if they just are silent for the first three, for the first half with the review of the do ones they we have did last their own week. podcast? Yes. Could we do a mini sode interviewing them rather than including them on our normal? Of course. Ones? Yeah. That, that's kind of what I suggested. Yeah. yeah. A mini sode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess we wouldn't call them a castologist. We'll call them a guestologist. Guestologist. There we go. <laughs> it writes itself. Anyway, so if you're joining us for the first time, uh, each week we are going to recommend three podcasts. That happens at the end because at the beginning we review the three podcasts that we recommended last week. It's kind of like a listen-along podcast. So yeah. we hope that you will listen to the episode before and go, oh, that sounds like a good thing. Listen and then see if your opinions are the same as ours. Absolutely. So last week we had a theme and it was religion. Uh, I did make the joke that it was for April Fool's and I forgot to mention the actual reason, <laughs> which was the upcoming Easter season. <laughs> yeah, we just but sound like we're know, bastards. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Liz recommended Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. I did. Uh, Pat recommended the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, specifically, specifically. Psychological Significance of the Bible series. Yes, because I'm sure like many of other people out there don't have a religious podcast that I listen to specifically. Yes. Although, actually, no. What had happened is that the two or three, no, the two most sort of religious-focused podcasts I already, already recommended. So what was there to do? What are you going to do? I mean, you could always recommend a podcast specifically about cults. Like me. Like you. <laughs> or you could go looking for a podcast that was religion adjacent <laughs> and kind of blasphemous, but awesome because pop culture. Pop culture. So uh, my podcast about cults was called Zealot. So uh, which one do we want to talk about first? Zealot. Let's talk about Zealot. Let's talk about Zealot. What did you think? So I suggested the universe people. You did. And this is the first time I've ever heard about the universe people and I'm glad uh, I know about yeah. them Yeah, it was a new one for me as well when I first listened to it and it was the family for Which Liz. I had heard of because of my prolific true crime, but nonetheless 
still enjoyed it. Did you find anything new about them? A lot more detail yeah. that I had yeah. than I'd gone into previously, and I had been meaning to listen to Zealot for a long time. So I'm glad that you put it on my list and prodded me into it. You're welcome. Um, specifically with the family, I really liked the way Joe and I think it was her sister was the guest on that one. Yeah, Shelley. Yeah, Shelley I I loved how every time they were talking because the the family were from Victoria, so I loved every time they were talking about it. They put on the Victorian. <laughs> Because I have, I have Victorian <laughs> grandparents and whenever I stay there, they're like, shall we go to the South Yard Tennis Club for lunch? Yes, I'll just have a shower first. It's very – and so I, as a Melbourner, <laughs> former Melbourner, Queenslander now, I laughed heartily along with those characterisations. But, yes, the detail of the family that they went into um, was fantastic. Some of you might have seen – stuff about the family before. They were that cult that had all of the – the kids all looked like children of the corn – kids they all have the same like white blonde bowl cuts all in the same blue tune it's creepy so creepy and she made out like oh I'm adopting all these children and doing such a wonderful thing but actually you're abusive as fuck so loved it people are great people are so great and and nothing proves that more than cults (laughs) (laughs) well the people in my cult didn't seem that terrible well, Patrick, well, pretty is a, Patrick is a future yeah. cult leader, so yeah. This makes so I'm sense trying to, to lay the groundwork. Yes, that I'm trying to normalize <laughs> figure, cults. Yeah, and figure out what is acceptable yeah. and what isn't, what boundaries can be pushed. This is more of a hilarious cult. Mm. Yeah, it's it's more absurdist. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about the universe people before tuning into this. Um, yeah, it was it like you said, it was very detailed, mm. very informative, and quite funny at times too. Mm. Well, particularly with the content that they were. Yeah, covering. Also, she does. She she tends to get on comedians, um, etc. As guests mm. uh, for some of the other ones. But yeah, she has a lot of detail because again, she, like she's writing a book out sometime soon. I think it's already out. I think it it just came out. Excellent. So what turned her onto this? It was just fascination, or was she is she an escaped cult member? Or I think it's just fascination mm. um, because like. Liz, she's a, a true crime fanatic. and I'm uh, not a former yeah. murderer. I Are you going to work on a book, do you think? Yeah, look, I'll put out a, my experience with true crime podcasts. I'm sure <laughs> everyone will want to read about that. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Um, so I guess the question is, uh, did either of you subscribe? I have. Um, I liked it because it's um, casual. I like a nice, casual, yet detailed and researched not research within an inch of its life like case file research, yeah. but it's just enough that I can put it on while I'm doing other things and still take in a heck of a lot of information. Well, see, I think it is research to within an inch of its life, but it's not presented that True. way. True. Maybe it just feels more relaxed. Because I've recently listened to listened to a few of the episodes kind of back to back and more than once she just kind of says, oh, in my notes and goes and gets mm. something else and then presents that as well sure. that she wasn't, hadn't planned on, on talking about. So, yeah, I think, I think she is holding back some details because either for the format or for the book, but, yeah, it is very informative. Yes, I think that's an accurate descriptor now yeah. that you mention it. She did seem fully well-informed, but it was a casual environment, so... Yeah. Very digestible. Yep. Did you subscribe? I did not subscribe. <laughs> and I'll tell you surprise. why. Not that I didn't like it or anything, but uh, it's just too narrow a lane for me, I think. Yeah, all right. It's just cults. Unless I'm in one, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. What, you don't want tips for your future cult? <laughs> I don't know if I'll get... Mm. Some people have been very successful with their cult starteriness. 
called Starteriness. <laughs> Pick the writer. Uh, you, you could get some pointers. I think yeah, you actually, that's not a bad idea. I will mm. consider it. Mm. <laughs> I like the guy who lives in North Queensland who says he's Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Do they do him? Uh, I, do, I don't think so or not yet. Uh, does he have much of a cult though or is, or is he, he just, just a guy? Like a one-man Jesus? Well, I don't know if I've heard about him. I feel like he must. Yeah, but you can the hear most... of lots of lone psychos. But yeah, but I didn't hear. I didn't hear about him from like the someone mo- the that most I recent from his one. Disciples? I heard from like a podcast that I was listening to. That's an American podcast. So if they've heard about him, then the sure most he's... recent one they they've done is a guy who uh, regularly communes in the biblical sense with the Virgin Mary. Oh, um, I see. And cool. she kind of leads his his cult. What I could perhaps him. do is eliminate a cult leader and then just, just present myself as a reincarnation of that yeah. person. Then I could cover it in a true crime podcast. Yeah, and I mean all the groundwork has been done. Yeah, sure. We can just swoop in and <laughs> reap all the rewards. Yeah, I'll do your marketing. We're, we're set. Great. Okay, well, maybe I should edit this recording uh, <laughs> uh, or just keep it and hold it over you so that I get all the rewards for your cultness. Uh, so no surprise that Patrick did not subscribe. But Patrick, you said maybe to two podcasts recently and I think I want to hold you to answering yes or no because mm. you said maybe to the dollop and you said maybe to Liz's suggestion. Yes, what was it? It was... What have we done in the past? Was it Sugar Baby Confessionals? I don't think it was the Sugar no, Baby Confessionals. No, it was something else. It was I think dropout? I just, yeah, I think I was, just mentioned I was going to... I planned on finishing the dropout. Mm. But that's not something that's going to have a long-term subscription, I don't think, is no. it? No. I don't know. I don't know what it was. There was a possibly... Anyway, we'll, because we'll I listen like back those and both. figure it out. So I guess the answer is no. Not yet, no. No, not. <laughs> See, what's happened right now is I've switched over podcasting apps. Right. Because I've found, well, I, years ago I used this app, Podcast Republic, but now it's got a new feature where you can set an alarm to wake you up in mm. podcast form. I don't know if it's buggy or if just like I'm waking up at 6.15 in a groggy haze and turning it off and then going back to sleep and then being like, why didn't my alarm wake me up? <laughs> Um, but I'm trialing that out. But right now I've got like a bank of 50 podcast episodes to get through on my previous app, Podbean. So Good Lord. All right. Difficult to make time for these subscriptions. I understand. I'm I understand. determined to make you subscribe. Oh, you'll get me eventually. <laughs> one day it will happen. One day. It might even be the one that I'm presenting today. Who knows? Who knows? Well, speaking of the one you presented last week. Yes. Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Gents. I liked it. I liked I... it too. I find the format a little jumpy aroundy. Yes. Um, I, I maybe they'll because they, maybe they'll find a bit more smoother going in. I haven't subscribed, but this is one I'll check in on mm. every now and then because I think it is a kind of a tr- just like a, a, a candy that you can have sometimes. Is, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And yes, they do get a bit more polished. Like it's almost like at the start they weren't entirely sure what they wanted it to be. Mm. Um, but as they go on, it kind of gets a little bit smoother and, and it, they get into a really nice pattern where you know what to expect. It's yeah. the candy. It's well, the, I'll listen to a few you know, more episodes. Yeah, then. especially if you're a Harry Potter fan. Like it's nice to kind of relive it but through a different lens. I've never characterised myself as a Harry Potter fan, although I have read all the books, seen all the movies and I know all of the silly, silly things that J.K. Rowling has oh, said and done. It's like nobody asked for it. Stop talking. And the conspiracy You're theories. Done. <laughs> um, but still, it's, it is very interesting to kind of see 
uh, this kind of text examined in this way. Like, and it, well, it made me wonder what other like cult hits, like could you do that with Game of Thrones and can you, you know, do that with... with probably, you probably could with Game of Thrones. I think it would be a little harder to do it with Game of Thrones because it's not, the morals aren't, so set down in Game of Thrones. <laughs> the morals are a bit twin sets. But you could definitely do it with like the Goosebumps books. I yeah. think you could do it or like any of those uh, young adult uh, sort of spans- expansive series mm-hmm. like The Babysitter's Club or whatever. <laughs> oh, yes, let's. I think, I think you could do it with that. But, as a, yeah, it is, it's a really interesting approach to um, this sort of discussion about uh, like learning lessons from literature. Did you find it offensive that they were <laughs> holding Harry Potter up as a sacred text? Uh, I know you were apprehensive about that. My understanding is that J.K. Rowling did like a whole lot of research on the Bible and these sorts of mythological structures and stories that play out throughout eternity that we see manifest in a bunch of different yeah. forms. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it's, it sort of lends itself to be interpreted that way, I think. Yeah, I think that's what attracted me to it in the first place, just that I – not to Harry Potter but to this podcast in the yes. first place yeah, was yeah. that I had heard that there was that kind of allegorical structure that she had really drilled down on when she was writing the books and I thought, oh, these two things could actually go together. Mm. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm not a religious person. I'm not particularly sensitive to sacrilege. I have been called a heretic a number of times in my life. And you're okay with that? And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I own that. Uh, and no, like it, it's gen- it is entertaining. Like at no point are they really comparing Harry Potter to the Bible. No, in, it's in just a real the, sense. It's the, like the emotional lessons and yeah. the the. Oh, I can't even think. Because the Bible is a series of stories in, from which we take meaning and yes. parables, and Harry Potter is the same thing. I think you have yeah. to try very hard to be upset by this. Good. How did you feel overall about it, Patrick? I enjoyed it. What I found particularly useful um, is the because I listened to the first two episodes and I think they did chapter one through the lens of – no, chapter two was through the lens of loneliness and chapter one was through the lens of – I thought one was loneliness and two – I don't know. I don't remember. But, yes, they, like they pick particular themes to yeah. look at how it explores And then that themes. just reminded me of, you know, some of us, all of us, we're actors. We, we take a piece of text and we're trying to – get as much meaning out of it as we can and in many different ways to see if we can come up with something interesting. And I found that's what they were doing really useful to what I want to apply to my practice now. Good point. I, I hadn't thought cool. about that. So, yeah, just viewing any piece of text through the lens of this and see what you can make of it. Um, yeah, I, I was, that sort of clicked with me and I was like, wow, this is neat. I'm going to try this out. Yeah, I found it entertaining and ultimately useful. Oh, wonderful. Mm. And you haven't subscribed, no. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess what you're saying is that it's an interesting exercise yes. to take and use. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it is entertaining to kind of dip into and out of. I I think if I had subscribed to this, it, I might skip it like a couple of weeks running and then catch, catch up. Catch up in a binge. Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, I'd want to listen to a bunch of episodes. That's how I like to yeah, consume it is yeah. a bunch of episodes at once and then I'll leave it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, all right. Well, the last one, the third, is the Jordan B. Peterson podcast and Liz is bracing oh, herself for Patrick. Right. <laughs> Chomping at the bit. You fucked up, man. <laughs> 
you told me to listen to the Joe Rogan interview first, which I dutifully did with a very open mind. Then I pulled over my car and started madly texting Zane going, what the fuck is this guy on about? Mm. I was cranky texting on the side of the road. Um, I think... Well, at least you pulled over. It's true. I did. I did pull over. I am a responsible driver. I needed to pull over because I was a bit filled with rage. Um, I think if I hadn't listened to the Joe Rogan interview, I would have been more open to the uh, Bible series. What was it? What was the name the of psychological, psychological significance, significance of the Bible? Significance yeah. of the Bible. Yeah. So when I was listening to the Joe Rogan thing, going keep an open mind, Elizabeth. Um, he said a lot of things that pissed me off in terms of like. When he was talking about oh, – what was the one thing? He was talking about the patriarchy going, oh, everyone refers to it as the patriarchal tyranny and what is this tyranny that everyone speaks of? And then talking about how, you know, when, when we do studies, when we allow people to um, have freedom of choice over what they do, the disparity between men and women in the workplace becomes even greater because no women want to do STEM jobs um, because or engineering because they don't have that, well, I'll show you I can do it. And I'm like, oh, so you're advocating for – making people not be able to choose what their career is to make them want to show up other people and do the man careers. So, and Liz. Made me really cranky, Zane. I, I experienced this about a week before you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have in that time exposed myself to much more Jordan B. Peterson <sighs> than I ever really wanted to in the hopes that I could understand where he is coming from enough to because I, I I chose not to listen, not to subscribe to the drunken Taoist because it was too much everything I thought. Mm-hmm. Jordan B. Peterson is very much everything I don't want to think. <laughs> uh, Amen. Yeah. So there is a, there is a lot of stuff that particularly in in his in the ones that you you um set us which was the the psychological significance mm-hmm. the first one i listened to was him on someone else's podcast or someone else's radio show debating um uh basically debating about whether atheism is a real thing right I don't remember that one. Uh, I thought the first part of that lecture series was a lecture because it's a lecture series. Yeah, I didn't start at the start. Right, right, right. I picked the one that I thought I could stand the most. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I like the debate format because you get to see how they relate to other people. And Jordan B. Peterson does not like to take others' ideas No, he um, had a whole thing when he was talking about people being too attached to their own ideologies and how we need to think outside our own ideologies, but he won't fucking budge from his whenever mm. anybody suggests anything that goes outside his point of view. And I was like, well, that's a bit hypocritical. And for somebody who uses the word hypothetically a lot, guy talks in absolutes. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, And, yeah, so his frame of reference is that, or at least his relationship to God and and religion, is that no matter what you think, you're always going to be viewing the world through the lens of religion because that is just how humans are programmed. That is what he is putting forward in this series, mm. in, is that humans 
have religion built into them. Did you listen to the conversations he had with Sam Harris? That might be the one. Perhaps. Because that, that, they, they attempted that twice and in the first episode both of them couldn't nail down what each of them were trying to... Yes, yeah, They absolutely. couldn't define truth properly because they were coming at it from different points of view. And, and this, it was, this it was, is my problem with Jordan B. Peterson is that his style of arguing and his style of presenting information is to set up an easily answerable question, say that it's unanswerable, then obfuscate the question. Yes, I got so I felt like he was talking me in circles until I didn't remember what I believed anymore. Yeah, uh, and so I find his podcast specifically now because I've gone back and I've listened to a lot of it, not just this series, is him talking at people and never reevaluating what he thinks or how he's presenting his information based on what he's saying when so much of what he's saying is patently untrue because he's speaking directly to other people's experience, not his own experience, not statistics, but specifically to other people's experience, other people's experience of religion, of their own gender, of their own relationships, of relationships between parents and children that he has no knowledge of. He's never met these people before, but he will pin emotions on them and then use those same emotions that he's pinned on them to say that he is right for thinking what he thinks. And even when he did use statistics, and I went and researched some of the things he was using statistics, and yes, his statistics were correct, but he's cherry-picked them to suit the vibe and emotions of the argument that he's going for. Now, had I not listened to the um, Joe Rogan interview, uh, there were quite a lot of things in the Bible series that he was going on about that I, you know, every five sentences there'd be two that I'd go, oh, yeah, okay, cool, and then he'd make me cranky again. But, um, yeah, I just, for me, I find the way that he talks really manipulative um, and that gets my back up big time. I tried because, so hard to go hey, in open-minded. Because both of us went attempt. into, like, knew of Jordan B. Peterson as – a right-wing speaker, thinker, personality, and neither of us are right-wing personalities. Um, So, yeah, we went into this apprehensive and honestly, like, he, oh, he's worse than I thought that he was. Really? Yes. Yes. Like, the the, the Joe Rogan interview was so problematic for me um, that, I just I, – I, like I, I, ha- I waited a day between listening to that and listening to the podcast because I wanted to make sure that I had cleared my mind of, you know, him making fun of the patriarchy being a thing that scares people. Mm. Um, that Yeah, I wanted to give it a day because if I had have listened to the Bible thing straight after, I would have just been swearing at my – I would have just been swearing I mean, at my kind of were. <laughs> well, I, well, I was swearing at you. Yeah. Um, um, and I mean I think because I have – I had a similar – sort of feeling and idea going into Joe Rogan. The very first one is kind of like I know I've heard stories, I know what he's about, uh, like he's obviously said incorrect things before and got notoriety for that. But, see, the same thing could be said about Dan Savage and the Savage Love cast. I think the same thing could be said about anyone. It's, the, it's, uh, yeah. it's whether the person's going to come back in the next episode and air opinions other than theirs. Well, or at least own up to say, look, I said this for these reasons that might not suit everyone, yeah. but this is my reasoning uh, if I'm, I might learn and choose otherwise. Jordan B. Peterson just keeps 
doubling down. Um, there is just so much that I heard and and saw interviews that I'm like, this is bad. And the way that he was talking in some of his interviews, he actually was talking about how divisive and 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 disliked he was. But the way that he was doing it made it feel like they were shaming me as a listener for not agreeing with him in yeah, the first well, place. Yeah, that's the thing. He justifies the outlandish things that he says and the incendiary things that he says by saying the opposition being the left-wing postmodernist. God, he loves that term. Oh, he hates oh. Post- <laughs> He, he hates also loves them. calling victims. The postmodern Marxists. Oh. Um, he, oh, um, yeah, saying that they're radicalised and so he's totally justified in saying whatever he wants because they're worse. Yeah. And that's, yes, they have opposing views, but they're not saying that you need to be chained down and made to work. Uh, you're, they're not saying that, uh, that you need to be marginalised. They're just saying... He won't even use the word marginalised, though. When he's talking about minorities, he calls them victims. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. everyone who's a victim. And I'm like, no, they're minority groups. Like, they're not... He's like, no, they're victims. And when it Ooh. comes down to it, a lot of what he says is taking arguments that are given to him... Uh, to answer to his questions and taking them to the absurd length and saying that, isn't this absurd? This is what they want. The the example being what he first got notoriety for was his opposition to the Canadian bill saying that uh, uh, against discrimination on gender identity. And he said, I will, I, he downright refuses to use someone's choice of pronouns of and then, so then, of course, when he was interviewed that, he said, well, I'm going to say this and I'm, that's going to get me arrested if this bill goes through. And, like, that's just not true. That's not what the bill is about. To do that, you would have to encourage people to kill these people who you are speaking out against. That is what will get you arrested. Yeah. Look, I admire you for being able to listen oh. to and – I, and, I, I, you know, I, I wish I had your – internal fortitude to be able to do a deep dive like that to make sure that your opinions are the way they are and I knew that today I was going to be like you know what I'm just going to sit here and be shitty about it and I haven't done as much research as I should have um, because I just got so fucking angry that I couldn't so I admire the fact that you went and and did all of that just to make sure that your opinion (laughs) and your instinct was you know founded not correct but founded I can't I can't forgive Jordan B Peterson this sin because uh, unlike Joe Rogan, unlike, well, I guess any of the, I guess the, uh, the tangentially speaking. Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan, who both put forward opinions that I didn't agree with, but then explained why and then talked about what other people have said and kind of that started the discussion. Jordan B. Peterson does none of that. Doubles down. And no it, Yeah, and I just think that, oh, I can't. I can't do it. We have talked about this for a long time. We have. So the I longest think episode maybe. ever. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, yeah. we, it was. We knew. We knew that it was going to be cranky and juicing. Yeah, but I don't think. worry. We will save the rest of this philosophical discussion for off air. Yes. While we get on to <laughs> uh, our recommendations for this week. So, Patrick, do you want to redeem yourself? Redeem yourself. <laughs> 
redeem myself. Yes. I didn't know that I was in need of redemption. Uh, well, we'll save that for off air as well. Actually, you know, you don't need the redemption. Jordan B. Peterson does. Mm. Mm. He ain't going to get it. So what have you got for us this week, Patrick? What do I have for you this week? Do you, do you want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's me. revisionist history. Revisionist history, <laughs> which sounds weird, I'm sure, to a lot of people because the word revisionist isn't usually a very good term to be throwing around. Or revisionist history is, is quite a colonial thing to say, mm. Patrick. But, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to listen to this one for a while. I'd heard it f- recommended to me from people and other podcasters and lists that I'd found. It's Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. which some of you may be familiar with. Uh-uh. He's, uh, did you ever read the book Blink? I no, I guess not. you didn't. Then no. wouldn't know Otherwise it, I yeah. would know. He's it. written many books. He's very clever, et cetera, et cetera. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. He is he is known. He was voted like top one hundred uh, most influential thinkers, something like by that. Time oh, wow. Magazine. But who does these lists? Time, Time Magazine. magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but who are the people? The bosses um, of Time Magazine. So, so sort of very similar to, I guess, Radiolab and a lot of other the a lot of other podcasts that we've recommended here. Takes a piece of history that you probably don't know about, and then talks about it. Right. In an interesting way. It's yeah. investigative historical journalism so it's kind more, of thing. So is it more storytelly or Yeah, chatty? but, I, but I, the, some of the episodes aren't like that at all. Some of them he gets guests on and some of them he'll right. interview people and some of them he'll not even have a piece of history that he wants to talk about. Like I've heard almost three different formats of podcasts, but I guess mm. the main format is that is that taking that little piece of history and expanding upon that. And yeah, so they're split up into... Ten episode seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. And how long, roughly, are the episodes? Thirty-five, forty-five Ooh, minutes. I like sometimes that. in, sometimes in two parts. Mm. I like shorter episodes because then I don't go, oh god, here we go. I'm mm. in for a. I've got a. You know, three hours. Got to put three hours aside. Oof. Patrick's assigned us a podcast again. I love the three hours. <laughs> I have. Do you know my what? favorite episodes of like Joe Rogan are the four and five hour ones. <laughs> like he recently got Alex Jones on again for like four and a half hours, and it's just madness. It's See, I absolute started madness. listening to podcasts at like 1.5. I can't do 1.7, but your podcast, I listen to at 1.5 so that I can take them in in the same way that you That's do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, which came in handy because it made Jordan B. Peterson sound like an angry little gnome. Um, well, he is, he's already known for sounding like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. So. I know, it was so funny. He's embraced it, it quite a bit. Laugh at him. But, yeah, so when you give me a massively long podcast, I'm just like, cool, I'll be done with that and like – you know, instead of three hours, like you know, nearly yeah, two, enough, yeah. two and a bit. So we're uh, we're we're right just to pick our yeah, pick our episodes. Pick whatever sounds yeah, I think whatever you're happy with. Easy done. Interesting. Well, uh, I'll go next, shall I? You shall. So my uh, recommendation is uh, NRI Woman podcast. So this is a submission. So this was submitted. Through our website, uh, that's not canon.com forward slash castology. Now it is. NRI woman is non-resident of India. Right. Woman. So it's specifically uh, Indian and uh, Middle Eastern women expats talking about their experiences as Middle Eastern and Indian women um, who are expatriated. And so it's kind of – it takes a very global view of the situation – uh, it's very kind of laid back chat. Sometimes it's in the same room. Sometimes it's uh, like over Skype or whatever. Very kind of 
it varies a lot from episode to episode, depending on who they're talking to. Um, anything from politics to like specific, uh, like engineering fields, mm. uh, to uh, what it is like to raise three children. Like it, it's very specific to the guest, um, but it's really well presented. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be my recommendation. I have put some specific episodes for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz is episode number 20, 26, her STEM story. Mm-hmm. And for Pat, it is 27, a girl's faith. But if there are episodes that kind of pique your interest a bit more, go have a look. They're all pretty high quality. Yeah, Nice. Nice. And what's the what's the length roughly of some uh, of those? Same, between half an hour and an hour. Sure, yeah. So it's sure. kind of a, a laid-back uh, interview format. And what was it when you were looking through the submissions list that made you go, ooh, that sounds well, interesting? Well, not only were they one of the first ones to submit. Oh, well done. Um, they have a very uh, significant social media presence. So it's very easy to see who they're talking about, what oh, they're talking gosh. about. Um, and then just the the audio quality is great and the quality of the interview is also really great. So like it was – this was the first one. This is kind of the first one that was submitted that I was like, I need – this is one that I'm going to recommend at some point. Um, so, yeah. So that cool. is NRI Woman Podcast. Oh, I like the sound of that. So it is – it's – not it's not aiming to be overly philosophical or like it doesn't have like a driving force. It is just kind of let's view the world through this lens of this particular group of people, which is a particularly broad group of people. That, mm. And that's kind of what it demonstrates. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess I'll go next because I'm the one who's the last left. one. The final castologist. So I've got to think of a good way to present this to you guys because when I was telling one of my mates about it, I got really excited and he goes, I kind of don't really understand why I would want to listen to this. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit, better reframe this before I go. So what I'm recommending is a podcast called Imagined Life. Now, there's very few podcasts that I will listen to one episode of and then become obsessed with and binge the whole thing, but that's what I did with this one. Um, so what it is is it is uh, a story – told in second person of people that you may or may not know. And in terms of those people, I mean like um, celebrities, but not all Hollywood celebrities, just like um, what am I, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like prominent people yeah. in, in society, in sure. history, in, in pop culture. Um, but it does it in a narrative way so that it's really interesting. But what is clever about it is that they don't tell you whose story it is until the very last line. So, you know, you've got titles like The Performer and The Trailblazer. And when I was telling my friend, he's like, what? So it's like a trivia segment where they're like, you were born in 1924. And I'm like, no, they tell it in a narrative way. So they'll be like, it's hot. You wake up and you can't stop sweating. You you, you yeah. can't, you don't know where you are. You And they have a really nice um, narrative flow. So it's to- kind of like. More like a biography? Yeah, it's like a biography but told in second person. Right, so it's yeah, you. Yeah. So you, it, it places you in the position of this person. And quite often the stories that they've told up until they get to the end, they're the stories that you haven't heard yet mm. um, or that you may not be as familiar with. I know with one particular episode that I've um, recommended that neither of you will probably listen to because you don't pay attention to my particular episodes. Um 
one of them had a story that I had no idea happened to this particular person. So it's kind of like part biography, part game, because I found myself sitting in the car going, oh, God, who is that? Who, who, who? And then you guess and then you second guess and then when you get to the end, they have this really nice way of kind of picking up the pace towards the end and getting like building music under the end yeah, of it yeah. so that it's kind of climactic when they reveal who it is. Um, I found myself to be quite good at guessing for, for probably <laughs> – half of them that I listened to and half of them I was like oh I didn't and it actually there was one person who I didn't like who by the end of her story I was like oh damn it they made me like her oh no <laughs> no damn it god forbid I opened my mind <laughs> um so I've said a few that were my favorite rather than saying particular ones to listen to because to be honest with you I've listened to all of them now and I enjoyed all of them um, but I particularly liked um, The Rebel, The Trailblazer, um, The Performer and The Officer I think were my favourites. Um, but really anyone um, and sometimes it's really a delightful surprise and sometimes you've known all along who it was but it's still nice to hear the extra part of their story. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my latest obsession. Subscribed after the first episode and they release one new one a week. And would you like, recommend binging? I, I enjoyed binging. I found myself really excited to figure out who the next person was because I was like, oh, it's a game. I'm playing a game with myself <laughs> in the car and I love it. Um, so, yeah, binge, I would, yes. And then awesome. you'll kick yourself having to wait for new episodes, hopefully. How often is the release? I think it's weekly, but it may be fortnightly because I haven't seen an episode pop up this week. Um, but while I was listening, there was nothing left and then – Two more episodes popped up. Because I did so. stumble across this before you've recommended it, I must say. Oh, did you? And I, well, I'll save it for later. But it appears to be very well produced, so I'd be impressed if they did it weekly. Yeah, well, I don't know how often it is. I do know that since I started listening to it, which probably was oh, a couple of weeks ago now, but I've had at least two new episodes pop up, so maybe fortnightly. Looking at their website, it does seem to be alternately weekly and fortnightly. Uh, Just whenever they've got an episode done, maybe like February four, but then February eighteen, mm. then Feb nineteen, then Feb twenty five, then March eleven, then March eighteen. Who knows? Who knows? But one thing I do like about it, it's not just someone talking either. They've got like nice sound effects and like they actually immerse you in the story because by doing the second person and like the immersive sound effects, they want you to feel like you're the yeah, person. Awesome. Whilst trying to guess who you are. Yeah, I look forward to it. Cool. Great. All right. Well, that's us for this week. So just a quick recap. Uh, Liz, you recommended. Imagined Life. I recommended NRI, a woman podcast. And Patrick, you recommended. Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell. So if you want to hear what we think of those, join us next week. Um, And if you have any podcast that you want us to have a listen to. And they don't have to be your own. You could have just discovered something that's awesome and you want us to talk about it. There are a few ways you can do that. You can go to our website, that's notcanon.com forward slash castology. There is a form there that you can fill out or you can reach out on any of the social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. That's the one that exists. that's the one that I do. (laughs) Um, Or you can give us a five-star review and leave the review as a podcast that you want us to listen to. Yep, absolutely, on Apple Podcasts. The best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Best way to do it. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you for joining us. I have been your castologist at CNC Weber here with fellow castologists. Liz Best. And Patrick Shearer. And we'll catch you next time, everyone. Bye. Keep listening to podcasts. Bye-bye.
Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.